Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. Come on, isn't God good? He's good. He's good. Wow. Well, before we get started tonight, I would like to honor, obviously, our pastors uh, who are here right now, that they're uh, on their way. I don't think they're there yet. <laughs> they're on their way to, to Texas, so it's a long drive, but I would like to honor them. I know they're praying for us all here, and they, they love, and they're, they're thinking about each and every one of you, but, and I believe that uh, every time that I get to come up here, I, I think of it as a privilege, not only because I'm, I'm up here, not because I'm up here with a mic, but because I get to literally co-labor with the Lord to deliver a word of the Lord to all of us. See, it's actually a, it's such a beautiful thing to be able to be a vessel, to be uh, a conduit for him to flow through, for him to move through. And, and that doesn't matter if you're up here, if you're down there, but God wants to be a conduit in each and every one of your lives. He wants you to be a conduit, to be used by him in each and every one of your lives. So, but I just don't take this lightly, and so I just, I'm so grateful for this opportunity, again, to speak today. Um, so yeah, guys, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been praying and I've been asking the Lord, you know, it's been the last two months for me has been pretty crazy. Who knows fall's a crazy season, you know, who, who knows fall's, fall could be a crazy season. There's back to school, you know, there's, you know, some people, if you're, you know, there's schools are going on, you know, activities start up, youth groups starts up for me again, you know, all the programs, they all start in the fall. So it's been pretty wild, but in the midst of the, you know, uh, uh, God is, God has been doing so much in my heart and, and to be able to deliver this to you guys today. And, and, and before I do, I want to just share, you know, there's been a word that's been spoken over this house from Greg that, you know, he's, he's, he's received from the Lord for all of us. And, you know, I, I just want to declare that right now. That's new thoughts. Say with me, new thoughts, new dreams, say with me, new dreams. New ways, say with me, new ways. And new season, say with me, new season. See, a lot of times when we, when, we, when we think about something like this, where it's new thoughts, new dreams, new ways, new season, it's hard for us to realize that, that you know what? Like, man, there's something outside of the scope of what I've seen that God really wants to do. There's something out of the scope, you know, of maybe, maybe you've been, we've been comfortable in a spot for, uh, for a while, but God's saying, come on, it's time, to, it's time to get up. He wants to take us somewhere. He wants to, he wants to do something with us that we, have, we haven't seen before, that hasn't been done before in our lives and in our hearts. And it doesn't change the character of who God is because it's who he is. We just haven't seen it, what he wants to do in our life yet, right? So that's really what, what, we, what we see when we're declaring this word over ourselves in each and every one of these areas. And so now, as I was praying, so the, the message for today that I have for you guys is we have access, all right? I want you to turn to your neighbor and say to your neighbor, you got access, I want you to turn to the person next to you and ask them, do you have access? <laughs> All right. As you'll notice, I'm very engaging. You know, I, I like to keep us awake. You know, we're, we're not, there's not going to be a dull moment here today. So um, as, I've been, as, as, uh, as I've been praying over this message and over this word for all of us, um, I believe there's, there's, there's so much here that God wants to share with us over our house, over our church over us as a body. So why don't we just close our eyes and pray real quick. And uh, yeah, just invite the Holy Spirit to rest on this. So Holy Spirit, 
we just thank you uh, that you are here with us today. We welcome you to speak a Rama word, a now word to each and every one of our hearts, Lord. Father, would you soften our hearts to receive from you? Would you allow this word to come alive and revive every dead thing in our heart? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So like I said, the, the message today that I felt the Holy Spirit put in my heart was we have access. And so there's three things here, before I even get into this, that the Lord spoke to me over us. And he said to me, he said, I want my people to know that they have access to me. I have given much that we, ha we aren't accessing. And the third thing that he spoke to me was, I have given much that we have forgotten is available. And so as, as, as that resonated, man, that just like, I was like, that just like hit me. That hit me because as I was going through the latter part of my week last week, I, be, I began to realize some things that, that, that there's sometimes when you put yourself in one gear, you forget that you got many more that you can use. <laughs> and sometimes you might be going up the hill, but you're still in the gear that's meant for you to go down the hill. When God is saying it's time to change the gears because this gear is available to you. <laughs> and so in that, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, God, I just, <laughs> it could be so much easier if sometimes we just recognized what we had access to. See, I, I want to read this verse to us today. It, uh, it's from Second Peter 1, verse 3. I forgot that on the screen there. Awesome. All right. So 2 Peter 1, verse 3. It says, by his divine power, save me power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Say with me, everything we need. We have received all of this by coming to him, coming to him, the one who called us to himself, by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. See, I love this because it has, he's already been given to us. This is what it says. I want you to just take this in. It says, God has given us everything. See, that means that it's, it's actually already been given to you. It means that there's, there's actually nothing that you're missing it's actually already been deposited within you. I want you some of you to get this right now, all right? It's been deposited within you. It's already been given to you. You see, I've been reading. I'm, I'm going to share this story with you guys right now. I've, I've been reading through the book of Hebrews lately, and I, I've been really, the Holy Spirit just really put on my heart to read this, the book of Hebrews, and I've been just going through it, and wow, there's so much there. And, and really, it's, it's a book that uh, really compares the old covenant uh, to the new covenant that we've been given in Christ. And it talks a lot about, you know, it talks a lot about what's, what's been, what we've been given access to. And as a matter of fact, I, I love this because when I was asking the Lord, I asked the Lord, God, God, why are you making me, why are you making me read this book right now? And why, why am I reading this book right now? 
And I felt the Lord say to me, you're reading this book because there's things about my new covenant that I need you to know. There's things about what's been given to you freely, not because of anything that you've done, but because of what I've done. There's things that we've been given access to, and then it's not because of us. And sometimes we actually can be in the way of what God is really wanting to do in and through us. See, we were called to be witnesses. To be a witness, we must be, we must be something with, we must have something that we have witnessed to be a witness, right? So each and every one of us in this place that if you've given your heart to the Lord, you've become a witness because there's something you've witnessed. You've witnessed the power of God. You've witnessed, you've witnessed the saving power of Jesus. You've, you've witnessed maybe a miracle in your body. Maybe you've, maybe you've witnessed something supernatural that he's done that, to lead you to this place of salvation. But each and every one of you is a witness. I want you to say with me, I am a witness. See, there, are some, there has to be something that has been deposited in our lives when we've become a witness. See, we have, we have received more than, than we know. And this is what we're talking about today. See, we've received all, say with me, all, that pertains to life and godliness. We've received all. We've received all. You haven't received some. You've received all. This is actually an exciting message. We should get excited about this. Every single one of them in this place, we should, be, we should jump for joy. We've received all. Guys, guys, there was a point. There was a point in the Old Testament under the Old Covenant that they would have, they would have, man, they would have done anything to have what we have right now. And we have all. This is, this is incredible. So, it's already been given. It must now be uncovered in our hearts. See, it must be uncovered in our hearts because it's, it's beautiful. You know, you know, the Bible also says, the Bible also says that, that you know, that actually says that the eternity has been written on the heart of man. It also says that, you know, the, the word of God is already within you. And so, and so you might wonder, well, okay, if it's already within me, so then why don't I just know it? Why can't I, why can't, why can't I just rehearse the Bible from front to back? If, I, if it's already within me. But you see, the thing is, is that we, still being a human, have our fleshly heart in the way of our focus of what God has desired for us. And so a lot of the times, our heart's focus shifts from what God's heart is for us. And so we miss out on certain things. But today, uh, we're going to unravel some of these things that are within our hearts. We're going to uncover some of these things that God has put in our hearts. See, we have all, we have all, we, we all have a need, we, we all have, we have all we need to live a godly life. We have all we need. There's nothing more that you're going to receive to live a godly life. There's nothing more that you can, that you can go and get to have a godly life. And this is why religion can't save you. Only the blood of Jesus can save you. Only the blood of Jesus can save you. See, I say this because it's, it might sound like something we've always learned and we've always grown up with, but I want you to know I'm not, I'm not here preaching at you. I am actually leading us to a beautiful truth that we are to walk in together. So this is an encouragement. This is an, this is an uplifting. We're, 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 we're uplifting into what we're truly called. We're turning our eyes upon what we're truly called to live like. 
See, all you've been giving, you've been giving it all to live a godly life. A godly life is to walk like Jesus called us to walk. It's actually to walk like Jesus walked. See, because Jesus was the invisible image. He was the, he was the visible image of the invisible God. And, and not only that, but he, he was the word made flesh that dwelled among us. And if we were called to be like Jesus, then that means that the, that the word of God must be alive in our lives daily as we walk, as we live. And so, we, so, godly, so a godly life is to walk as Jesus lived. See, and, and, and that is so powerful because we can't know the power that you, you cannot know the power that you have received without knowing the one who gives it. We want to live a godly life, and we want to walk like Jesus walked. So I'm not even just, I'm referring to everything. I'm referring to that, that, that you're supposed to live as a godly life when you, when you go to work. We're supposed to live a godly life when we're at home with our family. We're supposed to live a godly life. But what does that look like? That, that looks like becoming more like Jesus. Well, how do I know what that looks like? Well, I, I know what that looks like when I come close to him. When I spend time with him, when I'm near him, just as if myself and Isaiah over there in the corner, if him and I are friends, then if we're spending time together, there's actually going to be a lot of things that we're going to begin to talk like each other. We might have some of the same jokes. We might have some of the same things we might have in common. And maybe we still have some differences, but we're actually, we're growing. Our characters are beginning to merge because we spend so much time together. And that's the same thing with our life in God, in the Lord. See, sometimes we might say, man, what do I need to do? Do I need to, uh, do I need to, um, I don't know, just, do I need to fast more? Do I need to, you know, do I need to go and do some, some crazy thing for the Lord to, to, to recognize me? Do, what is it that I need to do? What work is it that I can do to show God that I'm living a godly life and and all he wants is for you to know him. He's not saying for you to do any crazy thing. He's just, he's just calling you to come to the one that saved you, that is going to then uncover what's already within you. He's, he's going he's gonna to uncover the truth that is within you already. See, Jesus has given us the power, says me power, because he knew we would need to testify of him. He knew that we would need that. See, to, to, to be able to walk like Jesus, to be able to walk like Jesus is to walk, a God, to live a godly life filled with power. He wants us to, to have a life filled with power and know that we've actually been given access to this power. There's, this, the, there's the power of the Holy Spirit. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. It's within you but it's within you to come out of you. It's within you to come out of your heart. It's within you to come out of your life. It's within you to touch the person next to you. It's within you to, to speak to your neighbor about Jesus. It's within you to talk to the, to the person at the grocery store about the love of God. It's within you to see that sick person and say, I'm not just going to pray. I'm not just going to say I'm going to pray for you, but let's actually lay hands on you right now. Let's pray. Why? Because it's within you. It's within you. That power lives on the inside of your heart. See, in Acts 1, verse 8, 
It says here to us, it says, but you will receive power. Save me power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses. Save me witnesses. Telling people about me everywhere. 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 See, everywhere, there's not a place, there's not a place that you're not meant to tell. If there is a limitation, it's because you put it there, not him. Oh, come on, somebody. If, if there's a limitation in your heart as to where you're going to preach the gospel or who you're going to talk to, because maybe for some reason somebody told you it was wise that you shouldn't tell that person because maybe you'll lose your job. Maybe because that person said it's wise because that person is just going laugh to laugh at you. But you know what the Bible says? It says everywhere. There was no, there was no, you know, there was no fine print there that said, you know, only when you're at the perfect music in the perfect atmosphere and, you know, you had the perfect goosebumps and then, you know, you just had the perfect thought and the perfect word came to you and then you could speak. That's not what, that's not what it says. And a lot of the times that's what we're waiting for. And, and if I'm honest with you, Deep down behind that is actually a spirit of fear. It's a spirit of fear that wants to keep you back from what you were truly called to live. Because, because the enemy knows. See, to be a Christian is to be a Christ-like one. So to be a Christ-like one means I'm supposed to represent Jesus everywhere. See, Jesus brought his Holy Spirit to live inside of you because he knew that in his physical body, he wasn't going to go everywhere, and he wasn't going to touch anyone just with his physical body everywhere because he had limitations. He was, in his, he was in a body. But he wanted Christ-like ones filled with his spirit. That's who he is. That's his nature. That's what he did. That's the power. That's the love of God on the inside of you. So that way, he could have multiple Christ-like ones everywhere preaching the gospel everywhere, healing the sick everywhere, seeing the demons cast out everywhere. See, see, this is what God called to do. He, called, he came to heal the sick, to cleanse the lepers, to, to set the captives free. And if we are called, if we are that church, then that's what we're called to do. If we are the church, then that's what we are called to do. Say it with me, I'm called. Oh, guys, I tell you, this is a fiery message today. Uh, I want you guys to get excited in this place, all right? I know we're going to, you know, there's, there's, there's few of us, but we're going to get loud, all right? We're going to get loud in this place because we're excited. I'm excited. When the fire of God comes upon you, when the Holy Spirit comes in you, when he's done something in you, when there's a deposit that he's done in you, how can you keep it quiet? That's why he wants you to testify of him. Oh, my God. He wants you to testify because there's something on the inside. Just like Jeremiah said, there is fire shut up in my bones. I cannot. I cannot withhold this word. I cannot withhold this word from being spoken. And today, I'm telling you, there is a fire that the Holy Spirit wants to put on the inside of your bones that you wouldn't be able to contain anymore. The world doesn't need another one preacher on a stage. The world needs men and women of God filled with the Spirit of God that would go into everywhere that they were called to go and reveal Him. I'm telling you, that's going to break some molds. I'm telling you, that's going to break some fears on the inside. Right now, there's some demons that might be trembling. Be like, no, what do you mean? Like, you know, I, I can hear it in the Spirit. Sometimes there's things that can rise up in our, in our hearts. They could be like, oh, you know, like, 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 
oh, what do you mean? Like, you know, but I, I've been doing it this way for so long. Like, you know, I'm just comfortable doing it this way. Like, you know, what do you mean? Why are you telling me how to do it for? Why are you telling me how to do it? But I'm not telling you what to do. The Holy Spirit wants you to realize what you have access to. Oh, if you would realize what you have access to, you wouldn't fear anymore. If you realize what you have access to, that mountain, that mountain would be thrown into the sea. Because the faith that is in your heart is bigger than the mountain that stands in front of you. Come on. This is the, this is the Lord. This is the word of the Lord for us as the body of Christ. See, when he said, you will receive the Holy Spirit, you will, when he said that you will receive power, see, that was a promise. It wasn't a suggestion. It wasn't a question, like, will, are you willing to receive the Holy Spirit? Are you willing to receive power? It was that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And so there's a promise that there is power on the deposit of every man and woman of God that has the Holy Spirit upon their life. There is a power that has been deposited inside of you. See, as I'm, preach, as, I'm, as I'm preaching this to you, I'm preaching this to myself. The, 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 very, the very Spirit of God who is delivering this message to you is just has me here covered in skin and with a body, is delivering this message to you, but he's also speaking it to me. Because this is something that as a whole body, we need to begin to revive our hearts in again. We need to revive our hearts in knowing that there is a power that the world is missing. Instead of being afraid of what the world is giving, begin to be filled with faith of what you, the heaven has to give through you. Come on. This is beautiful. See, you were meant to access that power. It's in the power of God that the testimony of Jesus is made known. It's through the power of God. You know, what did Paul say? He said, I don't come to you with just wise and persuasive words, but with the Holy Spirit and power. See, because his own words couldn't do anything. My own words can't do anything to anybody. As a matter of fact, a lot of the times it just causes more confusion. It causes fights and debates. And we've all been there. We've all seen it. The debates that you have with family members that aren't saved. But that's not what's going to bring the change. It's the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you that he wants to begin to come out of your life as you walk and as you live and as you encounter individuals that don't know him. See, access that power. See, access that power to prophesy deliverance over a generation. Access that power to preach with boldness. Access that power to walk like Jesus. 
So you, you might say, Daniel, you say to me, Daniel, Daniel, what do you mean like walk like Jesus? Like walk like how am I, how do I how do I walk like Jesus? So, you know, Jesus actually says this himself in John 14, 12. He says this to us. He says, I tell you the truth. Whenever he says, I tell you the truth, I promise you it's true. <laughs> He's not lying. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me, say to me, believes in me will do the same works that I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. Father, this is so beautiful. See, this is exactly what I just spoke of because he said, I am going to be with the Father. So you here on the earth, being filled with the power of God, with the Spirit of God, can now walk like I walk and you will do greater things than I could do in my body through my spirit. This is, this is a beautiful thing. This is not heresy. This is not false teaching. This is truth that we get to walk by the spirit of God. That means he is going before us. That means that you don't have to fear. That means that when you walk into a situation that seems intimidating, the, the person on the other side might be a, a hardcore atheist or they might be somebody that has influence over you. You can still reveal the power of God to them because it's not through you alone. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit that is in you that is backing you up and is going before you. See, he has given us access to his works, to his works, to his very works he's given us access to. He's given us access to healing, miracles, deliverance. He's given us access to walk in such revelation power and, and with, with the ability to literally, to literally see the sick healed, the dead raised. This is, not, this is not a joke. This is real. This is what he's given us the ability to walk in this power. We have the ability to through his spirit. But how are we going to walk in something we don't know we have access to? Or that we've forgotten that we have access to? Or that, or that we just feel like, no, that's not for me. We, we're not going to be able to. It comes when we realize that, man, I really have access to this. And then you say to yourself, well, okay, well, now that I have access to this, how can how do is how does this actually happen? How does this actually happen? How do, how do I access all that I have been given? If I've been given all of this, Daniel, how can I access it? And I want to say you it's actually quite simple, by faith. Say with me by faith. See, I, I, I'm not just I'm not just saying that to you to make a blanket statement that it's by faith, but I'm saying it to you because. The Word of God says it to us. And actually, in Hebrews, if you go to Hebrews 4, verse 6, see, the whole book of Hebrews, I mean, I've just been, it's just been in my spirit. It's been setting me ablaze, setting me on fire. But the whole book of Hebrews, as Paul is talking, this whole, this whole chapter, as a matter of fact, the chapter 11 is like the chapter of faith. Because literally everything in that chapter, it defines faith. It talks about men of faith that walked in the faith. It talks about what we get to walk in now in the new covenant in faith. It talks about all these things in faith. I encourage you to read that, Hebrews 11. But we're going to read from uh, verse 4 to verse 6 right now. It says, it was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. 
Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man, and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. And it says this, and it is impossible, save me impossible, to please God without faith. Because anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely or diligently seek him. This is by faith. By faith we come in. And you might say, then you know, but I, I got to do something else, right? No. By faith. By faith we come to him. By faith we can see, we can move in the power of God. By faith we can walk as Jesus has called us to walk. We can access everything that you have access to. By faith you have the power to overcome sin in your life. By faith, you have the power to overcome any addiction, any stronghold, any bondage, any mental stronghold in your life. By faith in the power of God in your life. It's by faith. And we're going to read on because he continues this. He continues talking about men of faith. And he continues that list. And we're going to go uh, down to the end of the verse there in, in uh, verse 39 and 40. And it says this, it says, all these people earned a good reputation because of their faith. Yet none of them received all that God had promised. For God had something better. Say with me, something better in mind for us. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, God has something better in mind for you. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Turn to your other neighbor and say, God has something in mind for you too. All right. So God has something in mind for you. This is, you know, something better in mind. So, so that they would not reach perfection without us. And so as we read this verse, and it talks about faith. It talks about walking in faith and, 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 and the ability that we have actually a greater, even a greater level of access because of the new covenant, because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. We have a greater level of access than they did in the Old Testament. Not, and, and, it's, and it's not like we don't have to now, you know, go and offer animal sacrifices. You don't have to offer your pets. You thank God. You know, <laughs> you, get to, you get to come knowing that there is a lamb that has been slain for all of eternity. He has been slain for all of eternity. Oh, he wants you to see he wants you to see that the access that you have been given is by an eternal sacrifice that can never be taken away. Something that has taken every opposition out of the way between you and him. Anything that could be a blockade between you and him has been removed by the blood of Jesus. You can enter in to this full, intimate relationship with him. This full Communion, because you are now grafted into the family of God. You are grafted into the family of God. And the world needs to see that. They need to see that they can be a part of a family that won't reject them. A family that won't speak 
words of death over their life. A family that won't criticize them. A family that won't lie to them. That they're grafted in. Just like we, just as all of us are. When we've given our hearts to him, we're grafted in to this family. See, the enemy wants to attack our faith. He wants to attack our faith that we would not live in the, in the new covenant but the old. Hey, uh, whoever's in the back there, Ethan, do you mind putting some music on? Or Aaron, if you're in the back there, could you put some, just some stuff on in the back there? But the enemy wants to attack our faith. That's his, that's his point, pinpoint. That we would not live in the new covenant but the old. I don't know if you just heard that, but he wants to attack your faith that you would not live under the new covenant of what Jesus has done for you, but the old covenant. Because you know what happens when your faith is under attack? You begin to walk in works. Oh, come on. You begin to walk in, what is it that I can do to make this thing happen? What is it that so-and-so can do to make this thing accomplished? It begins to be about works, and that's what the old covenant was about. And the only thing that the old covenant does for us is reveal what we need, which is him, Jesus. So when we, just, when we decide to walk in the old covenant, because or, or we, we decide that we don't want to live in this place of faith, which is the evidence, it's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. When we decide that we don't want to walk that way, we're actually choosing what we weren't meant to live in. But God wants us to walk in something so much greater that we were meant to live in. See, fear and unbelief will try to make you live by works. Faith is to walk in what is already accomplished. It's to walk in what is already accomplished. See, God wants you to walk Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. You're so good, God. He wants us to walk in what has already been accomplished. You don't have to be a believer for 10, 20 years before God starts doing something in your life to shake the world around you. You don't need to wait until you get back right. You just have to come to him. It doesn't matter what happened, what you failed in. It doesn't matter where you fell short in. But God is saying, would you come to me and let me use your life again? Would you come to me because it's only my blood that will, that will do and accomplish what needs to be accomplished. It's not by you. If you're waiting for a better moment, the moment is now. The moment is now. God is saying it's now. It's God saying, it's, would, you use me? would you let me use you now? Would you let me do this now? See, I was, in a, I was in a place once before where I felt that way. Years ago, as a believer, when, when any time that I used to fall short, see, I grew up with a father that was abusive in my life. That I felt like I could do nothing right. And every time I felt like I failed. So when I came to the Lord, that was my perspective of him was I had to be in this place of perfection. And when I fell short before him, I was like, man, I'm done. I got to, like, do all these things again. I got to get back up. I got to, you know, pray for, like, three hours before God can do something with me again. 
And all of those things just leads you back to that place of works. But when you come and you know that you can come freely because you have access, because the veil has been torn. The veil has been torn. Come on, somebody. The veil has been torn. The veil has been torn. You have access to the presence of God. You have access to the glory, the glory, the splendorous glory of the Lord. There is nothing in the way but yourself from getting to where you need to go, into his presence, into his courts, into his chambers, to sit at his feet, to acquire, inquire at his temple, to, to look upon his face. There is nothing that's separating you from that communion and that intimacy that will change the trajectory of your perspective of him and what you're called to do. There is nothing in the way. There is nothing in the way. You have full access. And that is the message of the Lord to us today, is that you have full access. You have full access. That you could walk. And the person that you see that is needing the love of the Lord, that needs Jesus down the street as you're walking, or if you're driving in your car, you can know that you have access to the throne room to bring heaven down in their life. You can know that you have access to bring the love of God to them. That you can know that you have access, that the power of God could be made known in their life. That if they're sick in their body, there is healing by the power of the Lord. That you, that you know that there is access for you when you walk in this life. See, in Hebrews 4, 16, it clearly illustrates this to us. Hebrews 4, 16, it says, let us come boldly. Say with me, boldly. That's not timidly. That's not wondering if he really wants you in there or not. If he's got something, he's too busy for you. If he's got something else on his agenda, something else on his plate. No, it says, come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. Our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. You will find grace. See, grace doesn't just empower. It doesn't just, it didn't just, it wasn't just there to save you from your sin, but it was to empower you. The grace of God is there to empower you when you needed it the most, when you need his grace the most to help you, to walk with you, to, to live a godly life. Whatever it is that you're struggling to walk in a godly life in, whatever area that you're struggling to walk a godly life in, there is access because there is grace for us. There is grace for us. See, let us boldly come to his throne as sons and daughters. God is calling his people to access what is theirs in Christ Jesus. He's calling us to access it. He's saying, would you remember again what I've put on the inside of you? Would you remember that resurrection power lives on the inside of you? And it's accessed by your faith. That by your faith, you can speak to the storm. Come on, somebody. For some of us, the storm has been too big for too long. 
It says, by faith, you can speak to the storm because you have access to me. Some of us, the situation has become so big that we have said, nah, I'm just going to, I got to figure out another way. I don't know, maybe I'll pray another time. Maybe I'll lift that person up another time. Maybe I'll speak over that situation, speak over it another time. Or maybe you've just forgotten altogether how to speak in faith. And instead, you've allowed that situation to become so big that it actually changes the way that you speak. And the way that you speak has become hopeless. But God wants to remind us that it's, it's the faith as small of, as a mustard seed. Oh my gosh. If you got nothing else but the mustard seed, begin to speak. Begin to declare. Begin to prophesy. Begin to act. Faith without works is dead. Begin to walk. Begin to act as if it were. Even if you don't see it right now, faith without works is dead. Faith is your action. Faith is the very currency of heaven. It's the very currency of heaven. That when we just give whatever we have of our faith, is full access. The enemy is afraid of the of this that that they would have access that they would know that they have access. The enemy is afraid of this that you would know that you have access. He's afraid of this. He's he's wanting you to 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 jump through hoops to do it some other way. To figure it out some other way because we have a million options in North America. But when we recognize that we have access, oh man, it's such a sweet thing. It's such a beautiful thing. See, as we were worshiping, I just began to, this just thought began to rise up in my heart. And I was like, wow, God, I don't deserve this. None of this. None of this, None of, not the freedom, not the, not the peace, not the salvation, not the restoration of my life. Not, I should be somewhere completely different than where I am today. But I don't deserve this, but you've given it freely. Like, what kind of a God would love so deeply that would say, if you were hurt me, I'm still going to give you access. There's, there's no other God like our God. There's no other God like our God. So I want to say, say to you today, step into your calling by faith. By faith. Stop waiting Step into your calling by faith. Step out and boldly preach the gospel by faith. By faith. I've told I'll tell you this right now. I've been in I've been in situations where 
the, per, the person I'm talking to about Jesus, they're, you know, in my natural mind, I'm like, man, like, right now, this guy, who knows what he could do to me. I've been in situations where it's like, man, this person has got way more influence over me. You know, he could, you know, he could do a lot of things. But in the middle of that, I know that my faith, if it can move a mountain, that my faith can bring the love of God to pierce through a rocky heart. That by faith, we can see salvation of those in our, in our lives that are around us. By faith, we can see it. By faith, we can see an awakening in this city. By faith, we can see an awakening in this nation. If we as believers would take up our faith and begin to use it, we begin to use our faith the sword of faith. We need to use our faith. Wow. Step out into that new vision by faith. What is it that the, that the Lord's been putting on your heart that you've been afraid to walk in? Because the circumstances don't seem right. Because everything around you doesn't seem, doesn't make sense. So that's actually some of the perfect times See, he uses, God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. So what are you waiting for? It's not going to be perfect. As a matter of fact, if I, would, I would actually question that if it was perfect first, it probably wouldn't be God. Because God likes to use the foolish things to confound the wise. He loves to do it. As a matter of fact, it shows off who he is. It shows off his majesty. It shows off his glory. It shows off his splendor to a world that can then, we can then testify and say, God, you did, he did that. It wasn't me. He did that. I'll tell you why he did that. Because the circumstances didn't add up for me to do it. There was no way to do it. I was too weak to do it. I was too dumb to do it. But he did it through me. He did it through me. And he's done it again and again and again through history. And so it's time, it's time for new thoughts. Say with me, new thoughts. Say with me, new thoughts. New dreams, new ways, and a new season. It's time. It's time. It's time. Holy Spirit, I thank you right now. I thank you right now, God. As you are here, you are here, God. And that you were revealing to our hearts, Father, what we have access to. That you were revealing to us, God, what we have access to. I thank you, Father. That, Father, it's not by what we've done. It's not by what we've done. But, God, it's by what you've done. It's by the blood of Jesus. It's by the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for the access you give. I thank you, Father. That it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit, Lord. Father, right now, I thank you, Father, that you would arise in our hearts. You would you put an impartation of faith in our hearts, God. Put an impartation of faith in our hearts to believe again, to activate again what is on the inside. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. So right now I'm going to make, I want to make a call right now. 
then I want to ask all of our leaders to come up here because I feel like since since this message was created, since God birthed this message, I just I've been having this on my heart. We need to do this. If we could get all our leaders up here to the front, what we're gonna do is I want to begin to I want us to pray for an impartation of faith. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.